and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin, and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and where you can see these represented in modern day content, so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. I've been so busy this week, I actually managed to see two shows with another one this week coming. I managed to get tickets to Much Ado About Nothing at the wonderful National Theatre, and I also saw Sister Act at the Apollo, both in London. If you don't know already, I am massively into theatre, so highly recommend seeing shows, and it's something that I absolutely massively adore. Again, highly recommend if you're ever in London. Also, I'm so sorry, this comes a bit late, this episode. Not that I'm publishing it late, but I'm recording it very late on a Wednesday night before you hear it tomorrow, because I got obsessed with a PS2 emulator and playing Bratz Rock Angels. I'm not even slightly ashamed. I then bought the collection dolls that came out for the 20th anniversary. Again, not ashamed. But anyway, we go on. Anyway, let's move on from my embarrassing nostalgic tales and chat about a monster over across the pond, the jackalope. This wonderful monster is described as a combination of both a rabbit and an antelope. This is because they are a rabbit in shape, or should I say a jackrabbit, as they are a little bit larger and have very large antlers emerging from their heads. They are known to be rampant throughout the state of Wyoming in the US, which is within the Great Lakes region of the states where a lot of our cryptids are from other than that of Appalachia in the US too. Now just quickly some animal background. In Wyoming there are three types of jackrabbits, and actually if you can believe it there is a type of antelope in Wyoming too called the pronghorn. So the mixture of these two creatures is definitely doable in terms of geographical access at least. I'm not saying it's possible mate-wise, I'm saying it's possible because they both live in the same place. Anyway, I'll talk about it more later, But this monster was actually part of the Fearsome Critters group, which is a group of possibly the most well-known cryptids in the US within the Great Lakes region, so they are certainly not alone in their little category. But as I said, I'll get onto this more later. It's said that the jackalopes would hang around near watering holes before thunderstorms, alerting nearby folks that a storm was coming, and this was the only time that they would mate, although apparently this is very difficult with their horns. However, if they were outside, the jackalope would mimic back any conversations heard by its massive ears, and this would freak out the neighbours, which I think is fair enough. They are vegetarians, much like, funnily enough, rabbits and antelopes, so they were very much more of a cool thing to look at if you ever found one. However, I would also recommend staying away. Because was this monster as aggressive to people as we might think? much like the killer rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Well, it was more of a nuisance, if anything. If it was stuck in the same place as a person, very much like cooped up, it would poke the person in the butt with its antlers, or it would ram the person's legs, much like a charging stag. Definitely worthy of causing some injury due to the power that is in a rabbit's legs. They're very, very hit up with muscle. This is so common, in fact, that it's actually recommended that any hunters who are going for them wear stovepipes on their legs to stop them from being gored by the rabbit. 
and they have actually got a nickname which is Warrior Rabbits because of how fierce and aggressive they supposedly are to humans. Lastly, Erin, can I catch one if I see one? I mean, if you want to catch a rabbit, what are you asking me for? But if you're thinking of ways to trap one, you can apparently entice them with whiskey, which is its favourite drink. I've never heard anything more Southern American in my life. But it's also said that jackalope can be milked, and I really, really hate that. But apparently it said it can be done at one's risk is quite a scary thing to do. No wonder. I imagine that even the action of milking a normal rabbit is quite traumatising. That is just absolutely no thank you. Now, moving on to etymology, jackalope might be a bit obvious, to be completely frank. It's actually known as a portmanteau, which is literally a blend of words. And guess what? Jackrabbit and antelope. That's it. That's all I have to say on the matter, really. However, really cool and quite different, actually, for this is that this monster has a Latin name, and that's Lepus antillacapra, which means horned hare in Latin. So how cool is that? It's certainly not something we're used to on the podcast, so I'll take that as a new thing. But the history of this monster is so much more interesting than this. It goes all the way back to the 13th century, which is pretty insane. And that's from some random Persian artwork with a rabbit with a singular unicorn horn on it. However, it wasn't actually named until much later in Europe, when the jackalope was found as the Wolpertinger in Germany, and then later as Skavada in Sweden. It actually didn't make it over to the States until the 1930s, and the first proper recollection of this was in Iowa and Kansas, when cowboys would be singing to their cows in the wilderness, and they would hear the jackalope singing their songs back to them, which I imagine was pretty strange. Apparently, also, jackalopes only sing in a tenor, so imagine how amazing that would be to have a chorus of jackalopes. Anyway, I digress. However, no actual record of this exists from the horse's mouth from cowboys, I'm afraid. However, the first actual record of them was in 1932, when the Herrick brothers went hunting in Douglas, Wyoming, for jackrabbits. They then took the carcass of one of the rabbits to a taxidermist, and plonked it on the counter next to a pair of stag antlers. Thus, the jackalope was born. The first one actually sold for a measly $10, but became a local attraction very quickly in town, so much so that they actually sell joke hunting licenses for jackalopes, only valid on the 31st of July, between midnight and 2am, obviously that date does not exist, and for people with an IQ under 72, but not greater than 50. It's a very specific license, but you can imagine the clientele here, they sell literally thousands of these, I'm not even joking. What an amazing tourist gift though. This has spurred on many traditions in Douglas now though, they actually have an 8 foot statue of the jackalope in town, and they host an annual jackalope day on the first weekend of June. They've also asked that in Wyoming, jackalopes are recognised as their mythical creature in the state. However, For now, this is still going through some government debate, but has been since 2005, so that's pretty insane. Now, I did also say I would get back to the Fearsome Critters group, which I talked about earlier, and actually, it's quite important for this monster. They were one of the main ones, and these are all of the monsters within this region of the US, including our wonderful previously covered Jersey Devil, Wampus Cat, Bigfoot, Poop Snake, and even the Fairbraring Trout which are so famous within their continent, 
however, are a little less known over here in the east in Europe from the US. This group of legendary cryptids were put together in 1939 in a book named Fearsome Critters by Henry H. Tryon, and have prevailed in American cryptozoology and folklore since, and it's the biggest leading book when it comes to amateur cryptozoology fans. A lot of these monsters are also what I would call combo monsters, and have a mix-up of two different animals, much like the jackalope. We're mostly going to cover all of these in future episodes as well, so don't forget their names, they might be coming back to bite you. In terms of sightings, there have been a few here and there, but I've actually had loads of interactions with this since I've advertised that I was doing this episode, and I've heard loads from my followers in the States, and that they had taxidermy jackalopes in their family homes, and people really did believe in them. I had the lovely Erin from What in the Sam Hill podcast say that her grandfather had one in Georgia, just hanging up on the wall, and the Fab Fadius from Into the Greenwood podcast say that he was super used to seeing these growing up in the American Southwest, and was super convinced they were real. They really were quite prevalent within American homes, and I can say that kind of unfortunately the most guaranteed sighting you will have is probably one of these taxidermies I'm afraid. So if you do really fancy trying to find one I would recommend heading over to the US in the south and going through some bars or some diners and stuff like that where they'll have stuff like this hanging up on the wall. Unfortunately though I do have to talk about how people believe these monsters are actually possible and it is actually really sad. There is actually a horrendous virus called the Shope Papilloma virus, or just Shope for short, but you might be able to guess from Papilloma here, it's a type of HPV. This is specific to rabbits and bunnies and does usually end in death. So why is this relevant to the jackalope I hear you say? Well, have you ever seen the video of the virus that eats through ants' brains and spurts out the top of their head? Unfortunately, it's kind of like that, but rabbit-sized, and also potentially coming out of their eyes, mouths, or noses in antler-like shapes. Very much something straight out of Stranger Things. I genuinely do not recommend looking this up, especially if you're an animal lover or have rabbits. Although, if you're curious, you do just need to search up jackalope to see pictures. It's actually really common in both wild and domesticated rabbits in the US and in Europe, so this sight would not be uncommon to see, especially back when hunters relied on eating rabbits or conies. But they are a horrifying sight, it's super transmissible, and it's actually nicknamed the jackalope disease. So if you're a rabbit owner, this is a serious note here, I believe you can get them vaccinated for it just like we're vaccinated against HPV, but if you start to see signs of growth or warts on your rabbits, please take them to a vet. Erin the veterinarian joined the podcast today apparently, but I would absolutely dread to think that one of my pets got something like this. It's horrendous. So totally, yes, believable in the sense of seeing a rabbit with a disgusting antler-like growth shooting out of them. So maybe this is where it comes from altogether, but I would dread to think so. I hope it's just that stag and bunny mixed together. Now let's swing this sad note around and go on to modern media, where we've actually got quite a nice amount on the jackalope itself this week. They're actually quite a fun monster, as they're in quite a lot of children's media, so they're really fun to look at within modern stuff too. For art, we're mostly looking at independent stuff here, because this monster is quite new and is a cryptid, as usual. 
However, they are really common in those US museums and visitor attractions where you can see these taxidermied rabbits with stag horns installed, mounted on the walls. So for art, I would look up some of this independent work and some of these great, actually, taxidermied works that are pretty funny to look at but are also quite impressive. In movies, we have three. We have Zootopia, Stag Bunny and the wonderful Pixar short that I remember being at the beginning of The Incredibles, which was called Bounding. Really, really recommend looking that up. It is so fun. I remember it from being a naughty's kid. For TV, though, we have Eerie Indiana, America's Funniest People, Odd Squad, Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Gravity Falls, Earthworm Jim, Scooby-Doo, The Secret Saturdays, and Sheriff Callie's Wild West. We have ones such as Redneck Rampage, Sam and Max Hit the Road, Guild Wars 2, Don't Starve, Cold Sept, Fallout 76, Final Fantasy 14, Rampage, Sushi Striker, The Way of the Sushido, and lastly, and my favourite, is Red Dead Redemption, which was actually suggested to me by the Court Case podcast, who I met in person at the podcast show this year, and I actually remember hunting jackalopes in that game. So if you really want a hands-on experience, as hands-on as video games are, Red Dead is your way to go. My book recommendation this week is The United States of Cryptids, a tour of American myths and monsters by J.W. Ocker, which is a great overview of all of the American cryptids that we've spoken about on the podcast and ones we are yet to cover. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I'm going to say probably not for this one. I think I made a pretty good case as to why I understand why I thought these were in existence, but not sure how they became so prevalent in culture. I think as well, considering how common something like Shope is, it's definitely plausible that people could have seen these monsters in real life due to this horrible infection that these rabbits had. As well as this, they are so common in bars and homes in the southern parts of the States that I imagine they're super ingrained into the culture and the folklore that exists there, making them hard to not believe if you grew up hearing tales of them, especially if they're attacking your grandpa and having them be skinned to hang up on the wall as an interesting centrepiece in their living room. Also, this monster does have the bonus of having those counterparts in other places in the world with its variations in Europe, and I know we didn't talk much about these other two variants, the Skaveda and the Vulpertinger from Germany and Sweden, but that's because they actually have enough content to cover in other episodes, so we will do. But that does back it up in folklore, especially within the whole world view. Much like, say, the Phoenix or the Sphinx, for example, they're backed up by multiple mythologies and folklores reporting it, so it makes it a lot more believable. However, do I legitimately believe that these monsters exist outside of this mistaken identity case? I'm going to say no, but I do love the idea of them, and I love how passionate people are about them. And also, in this monster's case, I'm going to say... I had to research jackrabbits, which I didn't know existed. I've heard of jackrabbits before as a kind of jokey term, but I never actually knew they were real things. So it was really nice to see some, actually, some gorgeous pictures of these gorgeous rabbits. As we don't have them in the UK, we do have hares instead, which are very similar, albeit, but it was a great bonus of doing this episode. But what do you think? Did the jackalope roam Wyoming? Let me know on Twitter. I would love to know what you think. And if you have any stories, I would love that. But as you know, I love me a cryptid, I do. 
and this one is absolutely no exception. I actually have a placard of the jackalope that's been on my desk for at least six months and it's really nice to have actually covered this one to be able to look at it and know it's been used and it's been given the justice it deserves. So you go little jackalope on my desk. Next week though we are going all the way east and heading over to China. Don't get the hump with this lump next Thursday when we look at the weird and wonderful feng from Chinese mythology. You've probably not heard of this one and I am so excited to bring this one to you next Thursday. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk and you can find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. I'll see you later, babes.